Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Swing from the Hips, episode 27, I believe. Well, I'm not too sure. We're on holiday mode and it's a holiday episode that we're going to bring to you today because everybody's still on holiday. So I'm here by myself. So we're just going to do things rather quickly and go through uh, the games that have been on since we had our last uh, episode. So come on in and uh, come and make comments in the old comments section. Join me for the chat and uh, we'll see where it takes us. Now, basically, since we were on air last week, uh, we've had the kickoff of the local New Zealand Plunkett Shield, which is the four-day tournament that is played here in New Zealand. And uh, it's been an interesting round. We've had three results, uh, three uh, outright results, and we'll talk about those uh, basically very shortly. We'll also go through the IPL, and there's been some interesting times in the IPL. Now, we are starting to get to the business end of the season. Basically, we've got about a week, week, two weeks, week and a half until we go into the uh, finals, into the playoffs, the eliminators uh, and the quarterfinal matches, so to speak. And um, yeah, so let's uh, get into it. First of all, there, good evening to Simon. I uh, hope you're doing well. This is like um, looking forward to Simon's looking forward to the Zimbabwe-Pakistan series starting on Friday. Now, as I said, I've been on holiday mode. I've only just got back. Uh, today from uh, being away, so uh, haven't looked at that series, but um, Simon, if you can uh, drop in a few things in there, I'll make sure I mention them. But moving right along, as I mentioned earlier, the Plunkett Shield kicked off this week. Three uh, outright results, and the first of all, we're going to go over, let's 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 do the, um, oh no, actually, we'll leave the most interesting one to last. Uh, we're going to start off with... Um, Wellington and Canterbury. This was played at the Basin Reserve. Now, I'll just bring up the summary. There's the summary. Come on, summary. Here we go. And there we go. So here's the summary of what happened in the game. Interesting first day. Wellington, well, actually not first day because the first day they only got about 20 overs in. Uh, and then they came back and they well, Canterbury were able to bowl Wellington out for 65. Now, of that 65, Devin Conway making uh, a healthy contribution of 31. So uh, black captain waiting. And the next highest scorer 
was Ruchin Ravindra uh, with eight. So yeah, Wellington really struggling big time on the uh, at the basin. Now, if you saw any footage of this, and I did see some highlights of this game, and uh, and, and this is actually a common theme across a few of the grounds, is that um, the pitch looked pretty much like it was part of the outfield. So that was uh, rather interesting. Uh, just to answer to Simon, I believe the NZC, if you go to the NZC um, website, you're able to pick up um, a, a, a stream from one end. Um, and I'm pretty sure that is the case because I know with the Auckland match, which we'll come to a bit later, you are able to get wicket highlights um, or even sort of like um, uh, match highlights as well for uh, 50s and 100s uh, through the Twitter stream. So following them, uh, Auckland Aces on Twitter, you'd get the updates with uh, wickets, etc. So I'm pretty sure that if you go to NZC, you can click on a link that will take you through to a um, stream of the game. Now, I'm looking through to that. So the first innings, Matt Henry, black caps there, uh, and Daryl Mitchell, who's moved from Northern down to Canterbury. Um, Matt Henry picking up four for 22, and Daryl Mitchell picking up a rather handy two for five off just four overs. So not a long-lasting innings. Actually, um, was able to get uh, some footage or uh, mentions in Australia about how low... Uh, Wellington's are getting bowled out for 65, as I say, on the second day. Canterbury in reply, um, faring, well, better, I suppose you could say. Uh, they they got through to 156 and they were all out. A um, couple of their regulars uh, over the last few seasons, Chad Bowes and Ken McClure, um, is scored, getting the bulk of their runs there. Chad Bowes with 34 and Ken McClure 32. Hamish Bennett and Ian Peake, Pick, the pick of the bowlers of uh, McPeak, sorry. The pick of the bowlers for Wellington, Hamish Bennett picking up four for 28. Now, if I remember correctly, Hamish Bennett at one time played for Canterbury. So uh, there's a couple of uh, swap arounds happening around this season. Now, coming back uh, after that, Wellington would have been hoping to get a decent total on the board um, to try and challenge Canterbury and leave them something that they could try and bowl at in terms of uh, trying to dismiss Canterbury for the win. But um, wasn't to be. They were bowled out for 212. Again, Devin Conway showing the class that he is going to bring to, at two international level. He was He's top scored uh, with 81. And then Logan Van Beek, who's um, actually lower down in the order as a bowler, I believe. Um, he was second top scorer with 21. Um, uh, so basically, yeah, Wellington bowled out for 212. A great buy in the like looks of Daryl Mitchell being a great buy there from Northern, uh, picking up four for 57 in that second innings. Bowled a few more overs in the second innings. Bowled 22 overs as opposed to the four. And Will Williams uh, also picking up a really good uh, tally there at four for 35 off his, just short of 19 overs. Now, Canterbury really didn't need too many. They only needed 126 uh, to pull off the full uh, outright victory. And um, Tom Latham, good to see Black Caps, um, uh, well, I don't know, opener, I suppose you'd say, um, picking up 86. And Canterbury getting through quite comfortably at 126 for two. Obviously, the pitch settling down when we look at the first innings totals for both Wellington and Canterbury with 65 and 156 respectively. The pitch has obviously settled down somewhat um, there. And Latham uh, able to get through to 86. Chad Bowes with a... Um, not not a bad little double there for him with 29, um, following up his high score of 34 for the Cantabs in the first innings. For Wellington, 
uh, Rachin Ravindra, who's um, obviously a, a, a part-time bowler, I suppose. I mean, he really is um, as batting as his forte, picking up two for 32 off uh, 3.5 overs. So he took a bit of tap, but he picked up a couple of wickets. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how it would take what you will from that. But basically, Canterbury are uh, picking up a uh, the, all the all the points there in terms of the outright getting a first innings uh, win, and then following that up with the outright result. So that's the first match there that kicked off um, in the Plunkett Shield. And moving on, we're going to go to a game that started a day later, um, and that was the Otago Auckland game. So bring that up and just make it so you can see it a bit better. Now, here we go. Otago, um, they were sent in. Auckland won their toss there and sent Otago in. Really struggled. I mean, when you look at um, Michael um, Rupon scoring 106 um, of the 186 runs, and then you look at Max Chu scoring uh, 42, um, you're looking at both of them combined scoring 148 runs of the 186. So Otago, outside of those two, really did struggle um to, to to get to grips with uh, another you might say green top but you know again i think we'll see in this match it wasn't as bad as the um wellington canterbury game or the northern uh central game so again there so kyle jamison the big destroyer there he really did rip into the uh vaults there with uh five for 39 off his 12 overs you could quibble and say it's a bit expensive, but I think with men all around the bat, you're going to get a few edges going for boundaries, aren't you? And Dunroo Ferns picking up three for 44. And it was a good match for Dunroo Ferns, and we'll come to that in a second. But, um, yeah, that was Otago's innings of 186. In reply, Auckland got 369 for nine declared. Now, Ben Horn, uh, the big contributor there, fantastic innings there for Ben Horn, 162, really did anchor the uh, uh, the Auckland innings. And Martin Guptill picking up 65. Now, at one stage, Auckland were going along quite nicely with Martin Guptill. Lost a few early wickets, um, and Martin Guptill seemed to be settling things. And then Auckland looked to be in a spot of bother and possibly even struggling to um, eclipse Otago's first innings of 186. And uh, that's when Ben Horner and Dan Ferns came together. And they had a very good partnership. Um, obviously, Ben Horn, the big contributor there with the 162. But they're the ones that basically saw Auckland through to the big total of 369 for nine declared. Excuse me. I just have to better have a sip of water there. Anywho. So, as I said, um, Auckland making it through to a pretty decent total in the end after looking a bit um, dicey there in the middle of the innings. Jacob Duffy picking up three for 60, and Nathan Smith uh, picking up two for 19 off his 15 overs, very uh, 15 very economical overs when it's only 19 runs have gone off it. So basically, Auckland declared, uh, as I said, 369. Otago come back in, and it was a catastrophe from woe to go. All out for 54. Now, Wellington made headlines across the Tasman for their 65. I don't know what happened with Otago's 54, whether that made any headlines, because that, as I said, was a catastrophe. Let's consider, out of the 54, Anaru Kitchen scored 30 of those runs. Hamish Rutherford was the next highest scorer on nine. So, as you can see, it was a pretty much sorry state of affairs for Otago. And an interesting destroyer for the Aces 
in the second innings uh, again for the Volts there. Sean Solier, he's picking up five wickets for eight runs. That's a phenomenal return. And, I mean, Sean Solier, seen as a sort of like your, your fourth seamer, I suppose, in the side. Um, and so he's coming in there to pick up five for eight. That's a fantastic return. Kyle Jamieson, you know, wrapping up a very good match for himself, and he scored three for six. Now, I'm just going to go to the full scoreboard on that. The reason being, we look at, um, if we look at Dan Ferns, 63 um, in that first inning. So he's coming in at um, seven. If I, seven, I forgot my math right, actually. 11, nine, sorry. It was the ninth wicket. It was a record ninth wicket partnership of just over 200 um, for Auckland. So uh, Dan Ferns getting 63. And then if we scroll down, not and he followed that up in that second innings. He picked up a few wickets there to pick up the wicket as well. Um, and then in the first innings, if we just go back up there, I believe he got picked up three. So four wickets and return of 63 runs. Fantastic effort for Dan Ferns there. I'm sure he'll be uh, rather happy with that return. Auckland picking up the outright and the first innings win there. And so we come to the third match, which actually kicked off on the same day as a day earlier than the Auckland game. Uh, same day as Wellington in Canterbury. And this was Northern versus Central. This was being played at Seddon Park in Hamilton. And um, <laughs> interesting times here. Now, basically, the first two days they got, a, I think they got something like in 30 or 40 overs in, in the first two days or three days even. So there was a lot of forfeiting of innings. So Northern, um, basically, if we bring up this summary here, First innings, Northern put on the put the foot down a little bit and 253 for eight declared. Central Districts forfeited their first innings, so that means that Northern picked up the um, first innings um, points from that match. <clears throat> but what we were looking here is that Northern and Central were trying to manufacture an outright result for one of them. So Central forfeited their first innings and Northern forfeited their second innings. And that meant that Central were left with 254 to try and get the outright. Now, I thought this was rather a generous declaration um, by Northern Districts. Um, you know, chasing 250-odd uh, with um, more than 60 overs is a, is a rather generous declaration. And um, I, I think Central were basically odds-on to try and pick that up. Now, we've got to look at this pitch. Although it looked like the outfield, it was a typical Seddon Park pitch, which looks green, but <clears throat> you don't necessarily get that sideways movement. We look at the two top scorers for Northern in that first inning. It was Jeet Raval and Henry Koopner that were the openers, and they were there for basically two and a bit days, I think. <laughs> or Jeet might have been, uh, and Henry Cooper might have been uh, dismissed on that second day. But yeah, top scoring with 68 and 58. So it doesn't look like, I mean, you had to watch for batting, but it wasn't absolutely difficult. Um, so we saw that, and that was sort of more. Um, so, um, I think showing out and that batting wasn't too difficult, and it was a rather generous declaration, dick, declar, uh, you know, declaring <laughs> from, from Northern. Um, and because uh, George Walker, Worker, and uh, Greg Hay basically, uh, after a couple of early wickets or three early wickets, really, for uh, oh, two early wickets for um, Central. They saw Central through to the total. Now, George Worker will be kicking himself. 96. What? What? And what does Neil Wagner bowl him? 
a short pitch ball down leg side, and George Worker on 96 proceeds to cat hit the ball, hook it straight down to fine leg's throat, where it was swallowed. Uh, so George Worker, basically with uh, easy 100 in sight, basically throwing his wicket away there with plenty of time left as well. Anywho, that was basically wrapped up by Central, 254 for three. Neil Wagner picking up three wickets for 65 off his 17 overs. And uh, that was basically the uh, win for Central. Uh, nothing much more to write home about there. So we'll just bring up the table after the first round. Now, the reason I want to bring up the table, so what we'll see is um, I've I, I still got to get my head around this, and this is why I brought up the table. So we had Auckland and Canterbury got uh, two first innings and second innings, so total outright um, results there. So we see Auckland got 18 and Canterbury got on 16 points. Now, you do get bonus batting and bowling points. Now, I haven't got my head around that. I, I had a read of it, and I was trying to understand how you get the bonus points, and I'm still trying to understand what's going on there. Anywho, so that's how Auckland's actually got, obviously picked up a couple of extra batting and bowling points and ended up on 18. Canterbury there was 16. Now, this is where, so Wellington uh, Northern picking up two bonus points for, oh, sorry, for their um, first innings um, points. And um, so there, uh, and Central picking up the 15. So, in fact, Wellington, as poorly as they did against Canterbury, somehow managed to pick up enough uh, bowling and batting points that they got four points and are ahead of Northern, who actually managed to get a first innings win for want of a term. Anywho, that is the Plunkett Shield, and we'll try and work it out for you on how those extra points come along, and I'll have another sip of water. Moving along, and we're now moving into the IPL, and it's been an interesting time since we last saw you last Monday with the IPL. We were basically, I'm going to go to the uh, table first, actually, because there's a big mover um, on the table, and that is the Kings 11 Punjab, and there they are there on 10 points. Now, they have had a, 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 a fantastic streak uh, since they since we last spoke. I think when we last spoke, they just won their first game or in, in quite some time. They were looking like they were basically um, dog tucker for, for the IPL 2020 season. And we will come to somebody, a team that is dog tucker. Well, looks like it, the way that they're performing anyway. Um, but anyway, Kings 11 Punjab have put together four wins on the trot. And we can see those green W's at the end there. And one of their wins was a miraculous win. And that was basically just a couple of days ago or yesterday, in fact. Uh, can I get the scorecard up? There we go. Here's the scorecard. This is the Kings 11 versus Sunrisers Hyderabad. Now, the King, Kings 11 did what Kings 11 do. And they got a pretty paltry 126 off their 20 overs. Started they the, the, again, and this is something that the Kings Eleven have basically been doing all season. The innings just never took off. It was basically hovering around the six runs and over for the entire twenty overs. And uh, when we look at the scores down here, KL Rahul at the top of the order, um, Mandeep Singh, you know, Chris, Chris Gale um, just starts to get going and then goes out. Uh, Puran. Uh, Glenn Maxwell, disappointing again, the big show. Um, and, and if you look down there, 
nobody's really traveling more than run a ball, you know, just over run a ball type thing. Even Chris Gale, as I said, was uh, pretty slow. And then just as he got going, he got out and therefore ended up at run a ball. So they ended up on a pretty weak 126. And if we go to the Sunrisers Hyderabad score chart, look at this. So now we've got David Warner and Johnny Bairstow at the top. David Warner going at 175, so they got a cracking start, an absolutely fantastic start. And uh, even Johnny Besto, who was obviously just uh, holding up an end for a while, then basically um, started to uh, catch, get his strike rate going, <clears throat> and got 19. So, you know, they were doing very well. And in fact, uh, if we got it there, yeah, they were, you know, one for 56 after six point. So they were at one stage, they were actually going at 10 runs and over. After the first five overs, they're going at 10s. But then, I don't know, the wheels just absolutely fell off the uh, Sunrisers Hyderabad. Not sure what the story is, Kane Williamson is, if he's injured or whether he was just um, given a rest. I can't imagine he was dropped. He's been one of their top performers. So I'm guessing he's got an injury of some sort. Um, and as I said, the wheels just fell off. Uh, look at the, the back end, the tail. Four, uh, the three ducks to finish off with. And uh, an absolute bizarre run out uh, off the last second to last ball of the innings uh, where the um, Kahil Ahmed jogged through for the single uh, and was run out quite comfortably. And he was just jogging through, stood there for it, just took a couple of steps and then jogged through for a single. So it was rather bizarre. Sunrise's Hyderabad would be absolutely gutted to lose that game where from a position where basically with about six overs to go they needed only a, something like 20 runs uh so realistically speaking that's one that yeah there we go so at the 16 over mark they needed 27 runs pretty much these days in a t20 that's a given lay down the zero, you pick put the points on the board but no nah, basically there's some poor batting um i'll give you an example rashid khan he had a pretty pretty sort of a short of a full-length ball outside off stump, and he's managed to carve it out to the offside to the man on the boundary where he had, he had he could have hit that anywhere, just the slightest bit straighter. He could have got closer to the ball, hit that a bit straighter, and it would have been four or six. And instead, he's carved it straight out to the man on the squarish boundary. Uh, and, and he's only just come in. It was his first ball. So realistically, that's not what they needed. Um, Holder was another one. Just when they needed to basically settle and play the innings out, <clears throat> they really tried to get home in a rush and they didn't need to. So uh, they threw it away, and but good on the Kings 11 because they've picked up their fourth W in a row. And if we go back to that, um, just go back to that table, we'll see Kings 11 now up to 10 points. So they're basically uh, two outside. And we can see Rajasthan Royals and Chennai Superkins have actually played an extra game. So Kings 11... Punjab, uh, yeah, our, our, um, basically just sitting outside the four now and uh, put themselves into contention, contention big time. And the big thing for them is that they're on a roll. They've got four games in a row. One thing they are going to have to look at is they're going to have to up their um, scoring rate. Just going to go back and just um, show you, just if we look at, so it was, today they got 126. Previously they got 167, which is not too bad, and um, they were able to restrict um, DC. Oh, sorry, so they were able to overcome the um, Delhi Capitals 164. And 
Then they won in the Super Over against uh, the Mumbai Indians. And uh, I think, what's the other one? They uh, so 177. So, yeah, they've just got to carry on at those rates that they were previously and just start upping them. Um, they will get run down if they're not careful, if they don't put enough runs on the board. Well, that's obvious I'm saying that, but yeah, I, I think the uh, run rates just need to be looked at and they need to get that revving up a bit. So there we have, uh, as I said, the talking point for the week is definitely the Kings Punjab, uh, Kings 11 Punjab. They really have come from the bottom of the table and put themselves back in contention. One of the ones that we're really starting to write off now for sure is the Chennai Super Kings. First time they're saying in uh, in how many seasons that the Chennai Super Kings will not have made the playoffs. And I think it's pretty much done and dusted. They're going to have to have a big clean out at the Super Kings. I've got a lot of aged players for want of a term. I'm just going to see if I can bring up the squad. And if you look at we've got Dhoni, Tahir, Shane Watson. I said these are the guys that they're rolling out. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what's happened to Ravindra, Ravindra Jadeja. I mean, obviously not really performing. But, yeah, the, when we look at that strike power, Faf Duplessis started off really well. I mean, it was at the top of that batting um, uh, table uh, for runs scored. But they really just have fallen away and they're just not getting the uh, runs that they need. And I said, I think um, Dhoni and Watson really just, so they're going to have to get some fresh talent for next season, which I believe starts early next year anyway. So the 21, 20, 2021 season be starting early next year. They're going to have to be looking at their playing squad because they really just aren't cutting it this season. Um, and uh, they're going to have to go back to the drawing board and look at where things are going wrong. As I said, from what I've been reading, it looks like their season is over. So we're just going to go now to the stats table. And give me a moment. I'll uh, bring that up. If that plays, it's not playing ball with me at the moment. I'll just go home and see if that helps out. Come on, come on. Let's go all time. Nope, by season. There we go. Come on. There we go. And here we go. So just bring that up. KL Rahul still at the top of the leaderboard there. 567 runs. So he's nearly 90-odd runs clear of the next top batter. Um, but one thing is he's just going to have to work on his run, uh, his strike rate. Uh, it is, I mean, when you look at his average, his average is actually very high at 63. I said he's 90 runs clear of the next best batsman. But um, his strike rate is probably something that he'll be wanting to look at as they move to the business end of the season, especially if they really want to break into that top four. Good news for the um, for, for for the BCCI is that you look at the top order there, you're still looking at Rahul, Darwin, Kohli, Agawal, Ayer, and you know making up the top players that are scoring those runs. Faf Duplessis, surprised to see him there. Um, considering how the Chennai Super Kings are going. Obviously, Faf is doing well, but there's not getting the support around him. And so he really needs to get some of those other players in the Super Kings to start to perform. <coughs> and um, also just looking at rounding out the top 10, uh, Nicholas Perrin. Fantastic strike rate for Nicholas Perrin at number 11. 
uh, probably just needs to sort of uh, make sure he's in there a bit longer and we'll see uh, the Kings eleven do even better. So you've got Puran there with a really good strike rate for the Kings eleven, and then you've got Carol Rahul at the top, um, who's basically just a batting machine at the moment, just wants us up that strike rate. Puran wants to stick around a bit longer, and I think the Kings eleven could turn things around quite nicely if they keep that momentum going with those four wins on a trot already. Moving to the wickets. Rabada from the Delhi Capitals still in number one position. He's maintaining that. And if we look at that, what's that? A good six wickets clear of the next closest. And with a match in hand over Archer as well. So looking at that, uh, doing really well. 23 wickets. Economy rate's still fantastic, really, at 7.64. Joffre Archer's probably at 6.71, really, sort of uh, the wickets and economy um, combination doing really well. Some of the um, spin bowlers are starting to sort of fall by the wayside. Looks like the um, the, the, the fast bowlers are coming to this four when now you look at Archer, Boomerah, and Shami uh, basically starting to look at the, well, in fact, Rabada at the top, I should say, Archer, Boomerah, and Shami. And Chahal, the first spinner option coming in at number five now in terms of the most wickets. Mm. For the Mumbai, and so Mumbai Indians looking uh, good for in terms of bowlers with Boomerah and Bolts all going along quite nicely. Just scrolling down there a bit, and uh, Lockie Ferguson, if he's, he's not going to really pop up there, but um, Lockie Ferguson going really well in terms of the number of balls over 150. So he's leading that table, even though he's played far less games than anybody else. So just going along there, and we're just going to look at now the economy. See who's being economical. Bowling economy, there we go. Oh, and there we, there's that, the man we just talked about, Lockie Ferguson. Look at that, 5.16. Only had three matches. Again, not sure what's happening there, whether he's now, he's played a few games, he's got a, picked up any little niggle or something. Um, but uh, basically, he's played three games, he's picked up five wickets, and he's absolutely going gangbusters in the games that he has played. Um, so he's picking up wickets and uh, being rather economical. Uh, Rashid Khan. So we're still looking at a couple of spinners there um, in the economy. And Chris Morris, not Clint Morris, Chris Morris, um, with a few games under his belt. Interesting to see Mitchell Staten has only played one game for Chennai. Maybe he needs a few more games so that they can uh, be a bit more competitive because he's up the top there in terms of the economy statistics. So uh, need to get him out there a bit more, I think. So again, spinners in terms of the economy being the better options. But um, the faster bowlers picking up the wickets. So that's basically going through that. Uh, now, just something I was, uh, yeah. Anybody who saw, just going to comment on anybody who saw the uh, uh, Joffre Archer catch today, and I was like, oh, what a phenomenal catch! Well, it's like mm, it's, it's a good catch. It's the, the the bench that was watching it. Um, that's me and my son. We sort of gave it about eight out of ten at best. Oh, there's just the commentators waxing lyrical. The dude's going backwards, puts a hand up, and catches it one hand. No big, no big shakes to me. Tell you the truth, it was a good catch. Don't get me wrong, but it's not something that you're going to wax ly lyrical over big time. I like that. Now, just going back to the match uh, schedule and uh, see what we've got coming up this week. So. Again, Kings 11 Punjab, big game for them tonight. Last time they played the Knight Riders, they beat them in a super over, I think it was. So they'll be looking to basically double that, back that up 
and uh, get that role happen- continuing for them and go for five in a row. Kolkata Knight Riders will be trying to get a, a bit of consistency back. Another team that will be looking to get some consistency back is the Delhi Capitals. Now, they have actually been win-loss, win-loss uh, recently, so they'll want to get back on the horse and starting to put, get those Ws happening in a row. Sunrisers Hyderabad, now they are going to be kicking themselves after that loss to the Kings XI Punjab, where they should have easily come home and won that one with a wet sail. So they'll be looking to pick themselves up and get uh, a W there against the Delhi Capitals. Coming down the line, Mumbai Indians against the Royal Challengers, Bangalore Royal Challengers are falling off the pace a bit there. So the Mumbai Indians want to make sure that they cement their position into the uh, at the top of the table. Chennai Super Kings, <clears throat> uh, well, Kolkata Knight Riders will be disappointed if they lose this. They really need to start beating. So the top teams need to start consistently beating these bottom teams now and make sure they cement their positions in the top of the table. Kings Eleven got a busy week coming up against and they played the Rajasthan Royals on Friday, and again if the, they'll just want to keep that role going. Rajasthan Royals hit and miss now, and it's basically for them. I think it's a case of winning every game that they've got to play. Big game coming up, Delhi Capitals Mumbai Indians. That'll be an interesting one Saturday morning to to watch, um, and should be a good one if they actually fire on all cylinders both teams. We look forward to that. Royal Challengers Bangalore against Sunrisers. Uh, both of those teams will be looking to uh, basically lift their game to make sure they're going to. And um, finally, Kings Eleven looking uh, the Super Kings and, uh, against the Super Kings, looking to make sure they pick up an easy win there. Uh, and Super Kings looking to be spoilers now, I suppose, at this stage of the season. And finally, coming around to the Kolkata Knight Riders and Rajasthan Royals, which will wrap it up until our next show next week when we'll bring you all the results for that. Uh, that's about it for the um, uh, IPL. If we just go back to Plunkett Shield and what's coming up, we'll bring up the fixtures list. Starting in a couple of days' time, we will have Northern versus Otago. This is going to be played at Mount Monganui. Um Obviously, uh, Northern after sort of giving a rather sort of soft declaration and win to Central. Uh, we'll be looking to um, for the Black Caps to perform, and hopefully they'll be hoping that they get four days of sunshine. Uh, it is in the mount, so they'll be looking forward to hopefully getting the, that game completed in normally rather than with um, declarations and uh, forfeited innings. Otago, on the other hand, they'll be looking for someone other than Michael Rippon to rope on to um, actually score some runs. <clears throat> so they'll be looking at your likes of Hamish uh, Rutherford to actually uh, get some time out there in the middle and get some runs on the board uh, after a rather disappointing effort against the Aces at Eden Park. Auckland, they'll be going to Central. They won't have really get an idea of how Central are going um, with the um, rather sort of hurried, rushed match that Central played against Northern. They were able to get the the uh, outright there, but um, I don't think Auckland would have got any indications on what how, how what they'll need to how they'll need to perform against Central for Auckland. They'll got that momentum. They got a great innings in the first inning. Didn't have to bat again. Um, they'll be looking for um, Ben Horn to repeat his um, s- um, time out in the middle and looking for Martin Guptill and a couple of the other Black Caps hopefuls and Black Caps to um, put some good runs on the board. 
and they'll also be looking to um, for the bowlers to just carry on the work that they did. Obviously, bowling out Otago 186, and then was it 56, 54? And they'll be looking to do that. Uh, the Re Canterbury Wellington gets a chance at revenge as the as it's a return match against Canterbury uh, down in Christchurch this time. So they'll be looking to turn the tables. And again, they'll be looking for someone other than just Devin Conway to score some runs for them. Um, and they're also looking to be uh, a bit more penetrative with the ball, which obviously they struggled with a little bit in the at the Basin. So that's they're all matches kicking up on the 28th. So that's uh, on Tuesday. Uh, so we look forward to those matches kicking off. So um, I think that's about it. I'll just have a quick squiz on the scores. See if there's anything. Oh, we've got the um, IPL playoff schedule uh, announced. And I'll um, basically got the first quarter of the first quarter finals and the final of the IPL in 2020 will be played in Dubai on November the 5th and 10th respectively. That's the first quarter final so qualifier and the final. And the eliminator will be between the uh, teams placed third and fourth. The second, so let's get this right. Well, the el eliminator between third and fourth and the eliminator, and then the winner of the eliminator will play the second qualifier and will be played in Abu Dhabi on the 6th of November and the 8th. So the eliminator on the 6th and then the second qualifier to play the eliminator, eliminator winner on the 8th. All playoff matches will start at 7.30 p.m., uh, that's the uh, Indian Standard Time. <laughs> so that's basically, uh, uh, that'll be our morning like we've had in the, going in New Zealand anyway. Uh, also, there's going to be some all four matches for the Women's T20 Land Challenge, which will be played in Sharjah between the November the 4th and the 9th. Uh, only the second of those four matches will start at 3.30 Indian Standard Time. It says 2 p.m. local time. I'm not sure who's 2 p.m. I'm guessing that Chargers 2 p.m. local time. So there we go. Uh, qualifier, winner of qualifier one. So yes, here we go. So it's it's, it's all a bit, um, yeah, I, I probably haven't explained that the best. I'll give it another shot, actually, because I've got something up here that explains it a lot better. Here we go. Qualifier one. First place versus second place. November the 5th. The winner of that goes to the final. <laughs> the eliminator third and fourth playoff uh, places playoff on the 6th of November the winner of that gets to play the loser of qualifier one the, so they go to qualifier two which is the winner of the eliminator loser of qualifier one the winner of that will go into the final with the winner of qualifier one hopefully I've cleared that up with my real weird 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 ass explanation the first time around and we just uh anything else that's about it really nothing much else happening i'm just going to have a look series uh we go pakistan versus zimbabwe which simon's mentioned starting on friday and those matches are actually going to be played in pakistan in rawalpindi so that's starting uh as i said on the 30th of october so we look forward to that's the first Firstly, an ODI. I'm just going to go. Yeah, an ODI. So we've got uh, three ODIs followed by three T20s. And that's the series that will be played. So um, I haven't seen the squads. Let's see if I can bring up the squads here. 
Pakistan squad for the ODI is, I'm just thinking it'll probably be pretty similar to the one that played in 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 England, which was their last series. Oh yes, there we go. Barbara Zam will be the captain once again. And we're looking through the as I as I look through the list, I'll bring that up. Barbara Zam is captain. Uh Shadab Khan is vice captain. And basically if we go through there, pretty much the same players that have been in the um ODIs in England that played there. So Though not too many changes, I think, there. We'll have a chat. Uh, hopefully, we can get Taz back on next Monday and we can talk about the game because I'm sure he'll be keeping a keen eye on that. Um, I won't know many of the Zimbabwe players at all, but we'll have a look and see. Oh, there we go. Zimbabwe ODI squad. And basically, yep, as I expected, not many players that I really recognize, to tell you the truth. Um, Alton Chigumbara is the name I recognize, but not too many others. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how Zimbabwe go uh, in Pakistan. So that's about all I've got for tonight. I'm just going to go have a look at Crick Buzz and see if there's anything popped up there. Usually find they're better for the news. Uh, there we go. Nothing here. Worked out a bit going through. Yeah. No, nothing much happening there. So uh, basically, Donny's saying, obviously, looking like the Sun uh, Super King season now being over, they're going to be looking to give some of the younger guns in their team a bit of a go uh, at the big time, which they probably should have been doing a long time ago, tell you the truth, to, to so that they actually got some experience and gave them a shot in this season. But nope, that's about it for um, Swinging from the Hip this week. It is, as I said, the holiday version um, as we return back from our long weekends in Labor Day in New Zealand. Um, so, um, guys, uh, basically, actually, Sir Ruben's been uh, with the Auckland A squad in Hamilton, actually, today as we speak. He's been helping out with the coach there with the Auckland A's uh, against the um, Northern Districts A's in Hamilton. Uh, and the other guys have basically been taking advantage of the long weekend before they start their season, which will be kicking off next weekend. Um, not only juniors, but the senior club cricket competition kicks off next Saturday in Auckland. Um, I assume it'll probably be across the country. It'll kick off next week, all the warm-up matches all over. So, yeah, the guys are out there enjoying it with their families before they spend every Saturday out in the sun. So uh, hopefully we'll have the guys back again on Monday, particularly if we can get Taz back. will be good. Talk the um, Pakistan-Zimbabwe series. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. So make sure... You tune in to uh, the morning sports briefing tomorrow morning. Um, unfortunately, I won't be there tomorrow morning because uh, I've got to go to work at 7 o'clock in the morning tomorrow, so I uh, won't be able to do the show tomorrow. But Paul will be there, uh, making sure you're kept up to date with the latest happenings in sport across the globe. Um, it'll be Tuesday night, so I think they'll be driving more night as well. Um, and we'll be talking all things rugby with the All Blacks versus the Wallabies coming up this weekend. Wednesday night, you're going to be looking at um, the league show, uh, the standoff uh, with Brad, and um, obviously be big talking point there with the um, NRL grand final that was on last night, and he'll be going through what's happened there. And I suppose <clears throat> we'll see Friday, we'll see a preview of the test matches and the NPC games coming up over the weekend. So from me, for a swinging from the hip, uh, we'll see you again next Monday where you'll be getting your...
place for your cricketing fix right here on Swinging from the Hips on New Zealand Sport Radio. And we'll see you then. Thank you. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.